Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is November 4th, 2019. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry leading artists on an equal playing field. Your host today is myself, Mark Cernosia. Today's meeting is a general discussion where we'll open up the topics to anyone who's joining in. Uh, but we also have a special guest, Andy Needham, today to talk about the XP X Particles Challenge, uh, this year's challenge. Um, so excited to have Andy on to chat about that. Uh, if you have a question, please use your raise the hand function located under participants to be called on. Uh, if you're unable to ask a question, please type question in the chat so we can field them properly. This is essentially raising your hand and any comments or questions that seem to go off topic or are self-promotional will be muted. Depending on what the self-promotion is, we'll see, you know, but we, we reserve the right to mute you. <laughs> As usual, this call will be recorded. If you have any concerns about something that was said on the call, let us know and at the end and we'll omit it from the final release. Uh, just couple brief opening topics. Uh, Adobe Max is kicking off today out in, I believe it's, is it San Diego? Uh, maybe it's LA and like the Anaheim area. If I remember. Oh, Anaheim. That's right. You're right. Yes. Um, so a lot of stuff starting to roll out, uh, as it always does around this time with Adobe Max, there is uh, a big, uh, After Effects update that uh, they're saying has been uh, focused on speed and kind of uh, improvements in the speed department along with um, some other little tidbits uh, we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, other than that, I'm going to be going today to scout a new location for Camp MoGraph. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that uh, for the next uh, installment of Camp MoGraph. Um, let's see. Anything else, Liam, before we kick things off with Andy? Do you have anything? I else? don't think so. I think everything else is just like links and stuff at cool. the end. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, let's kick it off with Andy. Thanks for joining us today and excited to hear about the XP challenge for this year. And maybe for people who don't know about it, if you could give a little bit of history on, on how it all started and where it is today. Yep. Uh, thanks for having me on to talk about it. The uh, fifth year of running the X particles challenge, um, which is pretty cool in itself. Um, New website is up on uh, xp-challenge.com. Um, and there you can see, uh, you get a kind of overview of um, what it is. Uh, it's just a design competition, really. Um, just, you know, the simple uh, idea of just getting the motion design community to create some form of art using C4D and X particles. Um, and this, uh, this year, follows along with um, what we did in the in last year. I mean, in, in the very first challenge, and that was the one that um, uh, I think it was XP, well, it was XP3 that came out and I was thinking, oh, this would be cool just to do something with. Um, and it was just, you know, just make something cool with X particles, which is very broad uh, and a bit scary in itself just because it's such a vast plugin. Um, you know, you you could sort of go through many iterations of, 
of ideas and and never actually finish anything and so the point of having what we do now is is provide a template file is that you've actually got a starting point because at least you know you can get going um and put put down an idea or a couple of sketches and then just choose which one is going to be um the main one to put forward as an entry and and so yeah continuing from uh last year where that was first started um i noticed that you know just by having that um we had uh i think over 80 entries last year um like nice proper entries you know um which was which is great and uh and and you know already um i've got the first one in so it's only been going for about a week somebody's sort of sent something in already so um you know at least there is someone's going to win something (laughs) you never know um but yeah um and and i guess another thing that's you know that's kind of grown with um or has been a reputation of the competition is the the prizes have always been like amazing uh in the first first you know back in 2015 um gave away arnold render uh as a prize as well as you know the usual kind of x particle stuff but um insidium have stepped it up this year we're giving away a 2080 ti um, in addition to the usual, you know, X particles and cycles licenses, which you can, if you already have X particles, of course, you, you know, you can extend your maintenance, um, uh, with that prize if you win it. Um, you know, LinkedIn, have, LinkedIn learning and it was Linda, but they've always been a good supporter as well. And, you know, my background with them as well, we can usually swing some prizes. So there's annual subscriptions, uh, an annual subscription, and then some smaller three-month subscriptions to LinkedIn Learning, GSG+, Plus, um, an annual subscription to that, and Video Copilot have always been a massive supporter as well, and they've, you know, they provide, usually it's it's around a thousand dollars worth of prizes, you wow. know, just from Video Copilot alone um, with their various bundles, um, and Hello Lux have always been uh, good supporters as well, and this year, um, in addition to the two hundred dollar um, voucher that you can spend at this, their store, you get every piece of training um, that Tim Clapham's made. Uh, so the whole it's called the whole kit and caboodle. Um, <laughs> and um, just recently, uh, MoGraph.com are providing a ticket to Camp MoGraph twenty twenty. So there is a uh, another incentive there to um, to make something, and. Uh, I can't say anything yet, but there's some more coming as well, and they're nice. So um, I'm really excited about what else is coming in terms. Well, of that's quite a, a lineup of prizes already, you know. Yeah, um, I yeah, <laughs> I put out a few good. emails, and 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 pretty much everyone comes back, which is great. Um, awesome. So so yeah, um, yeah. There's uh, yeah. I, I mean, hopefully, I can announce later this week what else is coming. Um, but you know, there's always been this big incentive to, um, to actually, uh, hopefully, you know, to actually get something done because the prize, the potential prize pot that you can win is is so you know vast. And I think you know I've actually got a bit better at promoting it now, um, not just on the occasional sort of tweet and things like that. We're on Instagram, and I think it's great to see like a whole wall of um, reposted uh, entries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what for me as well like uh the judging panel that we have um is 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 i've mixed it up a bit more this year as well well Um, i was gonna say it's a it's a powerhouse judging panel yeah well this is great because you get your work in front of these people and and um you know 
there, there, there's people in there that are hiring um, artists. And if you show your skills with X particles, you know, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's not this whole kind of exposure thing. It is a fun competition and all that, but you are becoming sort of front of mind with these people. And, um, and, and uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to um, kind of seeing and hearing from them and their reactions and and just you know a rundown of the the judges uh, we've got you know myself um uh brandon barvini who's like kind of uh my sort of uh sounding board for pretty much anything xbc we we always have a good chat about how we're how um you know we can get more out of the the competition and and you know the whole kind of template file came um, from a good chat I had with him at NAB and we were just sort of then talking after that. Um, and so, you know, he's totally um, behind this, this kind of, this project of, you know, just, you know, uh, and, and then we've got Mario uh, Tranfuk who won the first ever uh, challenge and he's uh, yeah, very handy with, um, you know, again, like the, I, I changed the template file this year just so that it's slightly different from last year as well. Um, and he was like, well, if we wanted to simulate using exposure, maybe we should have an alternative camera view or something. Cause I had it all coming uh, on the top view. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, totally. Cause the gravity is going to be different. We can do different <laughs> yeah, effects right. and things like that. You don't want it always coming at the camera. You may want to wipe the X on or off in different ways. Um, and, and so now we have this, uh, template file that you, um, you know, you can switch through. I'll get to that in a minute after I've sort of run through these other judges. Of course, people will be hopefully familiar with Ryan Summers. Um, uh, he's, uh, you know, totally, uh, awesome as we well in my opinion uh, I got to finally meet Nidia Diaz at IBC um, and she's joining us again um, Barton Damer uh, yep I mean you know <laughs> well I, somebody I personally admire quite a lot um, and then uh, my buddy Nick Kill who um, has his own studio 23rd C but formerly was at Territory uh, for quite a while and um uh, many of us will know uh, Robin Haddo as well from all her um, uh, presentations for Maxon and all the future UI stuff that she does. So it's great to have a very, you know, a good mix of people in, in the judging panel. Um, but yeah, going back to that template file, um, you know, you can, you, uh, you get some instructions in a, in the form of an annotation and when you open it um, and you can select the camera view to work in um, using either the top or the front. Um, yeah, I had to just double check that it, the X lined up from both views and it does, um, which is great. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm not sort of shooting anyone in the foot, um, but yeah, um, yeah, pick a view and, and start creating. And the, um, the constraints are kind of there uh, in the rules um, to, you know, kind of keep this all focused really you know you don't don't move the camera um you don't have to you know animate that um it's all about kind of creating something with the particles and also uh, one important note as well is if you do extrude the um the x if you want to do anything with like that you uh, bear in mind the notes that i have in the file as well um from a certain view if you were to extrude it in a positive way it would actually break the look and feel. It would come too far forward, you know, to the oh, camera. Yeah. 
um, or it would you know go too far away. So it would look. So there's notes in there as well in uh, an annotation, and it's already set up actually. Um, it's Great. actually you know it, there's a it's more of a starting point to avoid any potential confusion. But yeah. having said, reach out on Twitter or whatever. Um, I think I'll even set up an email this time, um, and I'll put that on the website uh, to um, because you know, I'm here to help anyone who wants to, um, get started with this, you know, uh, everyone's got different abilities and the whole point is that you have some fun with this and create something and the potential is there to, to win some cool prizes. And that's awesome. That's it simply. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And for anyone listening now, uh, post the meeting, uh, there's quite a bit of info on the website from like the, the rules and some of the constraints and stuff like that. Uh, as long or as well as the actual project file and like the template and all that, uh, which has all the, all of the, uh, notes and stuff that Andy's referring to in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I I guess you have, it looks like you have all the previous winners kind of listed on there as well. Yeah. Yeah. All the previous winners are are on there now. Um, something that I've always, I've always wanted to do, um, is actually have, I mean, if I, you know, had, the sort of more time i guess because i you know i've got to put this together in my own free time i'd probably i'd want to create maybe like an archive page of of all the entries but there are the um there are the the xpc groups on vimeo from previous years and i'll probably just link to that that would just be simpler i'll probably add that later on at some point but you can then you can then see you know all the all the entries that went into it but if if you want to just have like you know the uh the, the the sort of summary version you've got the show reel which includes every entry um in a cut down form and cool. so you, there's this another i wanted to mention the submission process this year as well um instead of just adding it to the vimeo group yeah of course you can do that it will need to be approved of course but uh, which is something that wasn't done in previous years but that's just me just having a look at it and just going yeah Um, but the actual submission is um, you upload your your video using a a google form and the reason we do that now is so that i can have um you know the name of the entrant to go into an actual credits list because that's something that had been um requested actually people want to know uh you know see the names of people that are actually um, in this and so that will go into the show reel uh, at the end as well and um we do you know we we are yes we're collecting a little bit of data in that sense but um there's there's a checkbox to say uh if you are um okay with it to um share your data with our sponsors um uh, which would just be your email really um and you know i want to be sort of transparent about that they you know they may want to offer a discount or something um I don't know, but, um, if you're, you know, there's a simple kind of opt in opt out kind of thing for that. So, um, but yeah, you know, just so it's all out in the open there. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you know, um, I think, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it kind of helps me, um, uh, show potential sponsors, like the competition is actually like, not just this tiny thing that five people enter or whatever yeah. you know i have to kind of prove and and show why they would actually get behind it and for the most part um generally speaking everyone is is just kind of like yeah no worries but 
um, I'm not going to mention any names, but there have been some some people who are kind of have legal teams and things like that, and, yeah. <laughs> and kind of want a bit more information about this, and I've kind of been a bit more grilled about um, about it, you know. But uh, and it's yeah. So I think they just wanted to make sure it's a legit thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it is. <laughs> I think what's cool about this too, um, and like, like you said, you just do this on your own. Like, mm. in a sense, like this is your own like personal project in a way, yeah. right? Like, we always talk about personal projects and people talk about short films and talk about doing this or, you know, doing a bunch of renders throughout the month and compiling it or something. But like, this is a different type of personal project that I think still gives back to the community and still, you know, keeps you top of mind on a lot of heads. And, you know, um, I don't know. I just think it's really cool to have like, you know, a personal project that's like this and it's not necessarily, um, you know, something that you post on Vimeo and, and there it is. It's actually involving more people and getting more people involved, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and one thing that I started doing from last year was encouraging the judges to actually go through the process and actually create something, you know, using the template file themselves mm -hmm. uh, to better judge the entries. And, you know, for the most part, um, you know, there were, pretty much everyone got on board and, and 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 in a way then that becomes your own another part another aspect of this personal project because you're creating something as well you know not with a view to actually well me personally not with a view to winning anything but just to actually go through the process as well so mm -hmm. you know yeah it's um yeah is there and it's, and it's is fun. there <laughs> a uh is there a demo for x particles there is a demo it's um a 14 day trial um uh -huh. And there's links in the website uh, to, to, to go to there. But alternatively, Insidium offer a monthly subscription. It's super cheap. Um, cool. So there's two options there for, yeah, for doing it. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to keep us posted on how things are shaping up. Uh, as of today, it looks like you have 48 days until the competition closes. So, um, yes. You still yeah. got some time to get out there and, and start creating some work. Yeah. You got till 22nd December at pretty much the stroke of midnight PST. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, um, keep us posted on everything. We'd love to see, you know, like certain entries coming in or for anyone who is looking for inspiration or anything like that. Uh, we'll include all the links to the website and past winners and all that. Uh, on the Monday meeting site in the, the meeting notes. So, um, yeah. yeah. If there's any, thanks for, all you know, come together. Having, yeah, thanks. And, uh, and I'm not going to take up too much more time, but if there are any questions, um, I'm happy to answer them, but otherwise, you know, if you want to ask me outside of this, that's totally fine as well. Um, yeah. How do you, if people do have questions that might just be listening to the audio of this, how, uh, how could they reach out to you? Yeah, I I put in I'll put in the um uh the Twitter that we have um XP challenge is just XP challenge is the handle twitter.com slash XP challenge um and yeah a, a a message or you know, an app on there I can get to it. Sweet, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks Andy for coming on and sharing about that because I mean this is it's really cool to see it 
the competition really kind of grow each year, you know, and like this is year, is this year four or five? Uh, five, I guess. Five, still. yeah. Okay. Wow. Nice work. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if anyone has questions for Andy, feel free to drop them in the chat or, or chime in now. Um, but if not, like you said, just reach out on Twitter and. Um, hey guys, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Elizabeth. Hey. Um, I have a project that I've been putting off um, adding X particles to because I'm a beginner with X particles, but I'm super frustrated with the um, physics, you know, like native physics, C emitters to soft body and whatnot. Is it, is it like an either or thing? Like you either, or is there some sort of like you can still keep your physics and add some features from X particles or is it like, you know what, you bet, Elizabeth, you better set aside whatever you have going on with your emitters and whatnot and um, move on to this grand new X particles world if you go that route. Like, how do I think about the problem? Uh, um, I mean, there's, so you're talking about, if you, are you going to use X particles dynamics or stick with C4D? Or? Well, yeah, exactly. I have a project I think might be a good match for X particles, but I've been kind of leery about jumping in because I don't know whether I have to throw everything out and replace it. Um, generally, they would play nice. I mean, it kind of, I'm trying to visualize what, what does, how is X particles going to be used in conjunction with these other objects that have dynamics on? Well, like say, say you have something super simple like rain and then you have things that the rain bounces off of, right? Mm -hmm. So with X particles, do I have to replace, like do, can, do I have to create new, do I have to create that whole interaction system new from scratch or can I preserve anything that I've already developed? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say, I mean, there's like a whole rain preset. There's a whole sort of library of presets that you can actually jump into um, uh, as a kicking off point. Um, and I think that, you know, that kind of stuff um, is done very straightforward. You have a particle and a collider tag and, you know, there's that. Right. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I would say for me, um, you know, there's, there's, I haven't really used the, the X particles dynamics too much, if I'm honest with you. So um, <clears throat> I think um, Insidium are putting out some training on that on their website. Um, there's usually something decent in the video manual, which is great. And on the challenge website, we link to all kinds of resources for learning it. But I would say as a free resource, the Insidium manual is very handy for just jumping in and it's kind of like show help in c4d in that sense that you can just find a video example which is um nice. you know great for visual learners like most of us um uh, so yeah i'm sorry i can't be too much that's okay <laughs> i mean my, my thought on it elizabeth would be um check out some of those resources that andy was just talking about but you might find it easier just to do it straight with XP than trying to shoehorn it in with the other stuff. That's um, what I was thinking is mm. that it might, it might be kind of an all or nothing thing. I mean, for the better, I mean, it's not like I'm happy with what's going on. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks guys. Yeah. No worries. Generally, I mean, generally speaking, like X particles does slot in really nicely into 
you know the c40 work uh, uh whole ecosystem um but but yeah like as mark says uh sometimes just having a nice clean system that does the task is usually uh the more effective solution right awesome cool thanks for the question yeah yeah um well to keep things moving, I, I want to just hit, uh, you know, today was a kind of a general discussion. If anyone has a specific topic, please uh, feel free to drop it in the chat or chime in here as we're talking. But um, kind of like uh, I would say somewhat of the elephant in the room is Adobe Max and this new update that just happened to uh, After Effects. Um, it's rolling out right now. Um, there is a link, I'm gonna grab it right here and put it in the chat. Um, but essentially it's kind of a detailed list of what's um, been updated. But first and foremost, uh, the, I think the biggest news really is the preview and playback performance uh, and the improvements they've um, added there with uh, new GPU accelerated display system core. <sighs> Um, but it seems like a lot has been a lot of thought and a lot of feedback and things have been, um, addressed in this update just for the playback performance and kind of speed overall. Um, it seems like, which, you know, I, <laughs> to be honest, I don't even really remember the last like update that was like centered around performance and faster playback and fat, you know, like I think there's been a lot of talk about this stuff online and now it seems like it's actually starting to roll out and it seems like the Adobe teams really put a lot of effort into rewriting some stuff in the back end, and now it's finally ready to roll out. So um, just from this morning monitoring some of the slacks, it seems like people are already downloading it, um, getting it installed, playing around with it a bit. Um, so I don't know if anyone here in the meeting has, has used it, um, yet, but Andy, you had your hand raised. Yeah. I, I, I was really frustrated with a project. I couldn't, um, uh, play back any, uh, audio, uh, and keep the frame rate. Um, and what was strange is when I switched over to Slack to have a little rant about it, um, the playback was perfect. So there was some strange issue going on. Uh, when, and I was like, oh, it's fixed. I switched back to AE. No, it's stuttering again, back again. And so I was just going absolutely crazy on that. And thankfully, somebody saw that and said, you could probably get on the um, beta. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's solved everything. So um, wow. the play, yeah. So I was like, oh, great. I can actually do this project now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so nice. yeah, I, I'd say there's some great improvements. Um, you know, it's, it's needed it <laughs> because yeah. it was unusable. It, I believe, and, and Liam, I see your hands raised, so feel free to hop in here. Um, is this a complete, is this a point release or is this a, a it's saying version no. 17. It's, it's a full, full release. It's, it's now 17. Okay. So there's, there is a point release. There's like 16 point something, whatever, like everything got updated, but then there's like a full new release for After Effects as well. Um, so I updated this morning. I've opened like two, maybe three projects and just like let them play a little bit. In general, I would say it definitely seems to be keeping up a lot better. Um, mm -hmm. 
I'm not playing with anything fancy. I've just been doing like a couple lower thirds videos and like things that have like bugs come in and stuff and it's, it's fine. Um, I've only had one instance so far where the audio has slowed down with it, which is like a big thing. And like this one video that I'm watching right now is a 4k video with like some lower thirds and like almost every time that I would ram preview it, it would slow down the audio. So that seems to be like a nice little improvement. Um, like the green cache bar that's with the timeline actually staying ahead of the playhead as well mm -hmm. too, which um, normally it seems like it's like right up against it. But I, I want to try like some heavier like character stuff too and see like how it keeps up with like Duick being in there or um, anything. But mm -hmm. also um, talking about point update, it seems like everything came over fine too. Like all my plugins are there and carried over fine and I haven't had any issues um, with that. So it seems like whatever code that they had from 17 point whatever and plugins may not need that big of an update for some people. It's like nothing's crashing and acting wacky so far. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's always like a little sigh of relief. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you're ahead. using it, if you're using EXRs as well, the yeah, I was just about hundred percent better. So yeah, I was just about to hit on that too. That they really, it seems like they enhanced the EXR workflow um, straight from the horse's mouth here off their blog. It says now you can import uh, layered EXR files as compositions to make the compositing fast or process faster. It gives you the ability to apply multiple effects on composition layers without going through a complex setup process first. Um, let's see the bullet points there. It writes uh, time code values from composition into the header info. It now includes crypto mat, uh, which I don't know, Liam, if you want to talk much about that. I haven't really explored much with crypto mat, but I know there was some headaches with it uh, before and now it can write yeah. straight alpha into EXR files. So um, uh, I'll have to go and play with it. I mean, crypto map from the last time I used it, which is probably a year ago now. I don't, I don't remember the last time I played with it was pretty painful to get working. Um, I mean, not like painful to get working, but like just kind of like heavy, like it was just like, it, it works, but it, you know, jumping into something like nuke or fusion where it plays back. So freely, right. um, it just really weighed down. So yeah, I'll have to revisit that and see where it's at. Andy, did you get to play with that at all since you're on the beta? Uh, not, not so much. The project uh, I got in right, you know, towards the end of it. Um, and so I, I just thought, oh, I'll just check if they fixed the annoying like extractor thing where it would just leave it there in the interface and just, but yeah, they have. And, you know, it's great that it creates a, um, what's that word? Uh, you know, depending on how many passes you have, there'll be a comp created that has you know, an overview of every single one as well. So you can see what's the content of each one, which is great. Uh, what's that? It's a photo term. What is it? Uh, ah, damn it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like a film strip almost of, um, but, but, but yeah. yeah, something that Nuke did, I think as well, or does for a while. So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, for me, 
uh, it solved a huge issue I was having. So it's a no-brainer update. From uh, and and like you said as well, uh, plugins just seem to work nicely in it as well. And and I've not had any issues with scripts um, mm-hmm. that I use anyway. So uh, so it seems like there's some more positives at the moment. Um, but you know, I'm sure the usual negatives that will, will creep in with as they do with After Effects, <laughs> but. I mean, you know, they're, if they're work, you know, if they're working on performance and 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 by the sounds of it, working quite hard, then um, that, that's a good, that's great. <laughs> it's what yeah, everyone it seems wants. Like, <laughs> you know, and just to kind of hit through some of these other updates, uh, faster shapes that they said. Um, uh, let's see, graphics and text enhancements, drop down menu control effect. Uh, Edit text properties with expressions, um, expression improvements. This is all just, you know, the 30,000 foot view I'm giving you here. Uh, expanded format and better playback support for like Canon format stuff, uh, 10-bit H.265s. Um, imported ProRes decoded, decoding performance, which is nice. Um, some improvements to the Cineware render and C4D Lite R21. Uh, content aware fill for video improvements um, and some other, you know, enhancements uh, that's like kind of system compatibility. OpenCL support on Mac is removed. Please use metal or software rendering, stuff like that. Uh, I'll let you guys kind of dig in a bit deeper there, but one thing that I think is pretty interesting on this is that it seems like they're starting to address the issues that a lot of people have been talking about. And in the previous updates, it didn't seem like there was much, it, it didn't seem like these problems that, you know, users were seeing and having were really being addressed. Um, and it kind of had a lot of people questioning, like, what are they doing? Are they actually listening to us? Or, you know, like, obviously, the AE team's small for the size of Adobe, and they, you know, do a lot for such a small team. But I know a lot of people are kind of questioning, like, what what's the roadmap? You know, we've been giving this feedback, and nothing's happening. But it seems like it's finally starting to roll out, which is... Um, you know, I think a big welcome, you know, by everybody. So I'm excited to see how this stuff happens. I still have a rule of thumb that after a new version comes out, I still don't update for like a couple weeks, you know, and like I'll monitor Twitter and Slacks and all that and see like what the pain points are. And, and you know, for better or for worse, Adobe normally puts out one of those patch updates a few weeks after, you know, it seems like there's always kind of the point one or point something update that comes out a few weeks after a, a massive release. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're anxious to install this new version, I would say probably go for it, but you know, maybe um, don't get too deep in a huge project quite yet. I don't know. <laughs> That's just my rule of thumb, but you know, it's up to you guys, you know, if, the risk you're willing to take <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Kit mentioned in the uh, chat too. Um, you can get this new update, but you can also 
keep your old version too. So make sure when you do install this one that it doesn't uninstall the old version. So um, you can kind of keep the, the two going if you would like. Um, but let's see, other than that, I mean, Adobe Max is like their huge conference that happens every year. Uh, a lot of stuff gets announced, uh, a lot of improvements, a lot of new rollouts. Uh, there's a bunch of presentations and keynotes and all that good stuff that you can check out. I think it's just adobemax.com. Um, and they do a bunch of live streams and whatnot, but I would suspect that there's going to be a lot of updates to all the apps rolling out this week. So, um, if you use premiere or anything like that, uh, keep your eyes peeled for updates there. Um, and Kent just popped in the chat saying it looks like there's a new cinema update available as well. Um, so I would assume that's an R21 point something upgrade, um, or not upgrade, update, I should say. Um, so a lot of things rolling out. Um, let's see, other than that, just gonna open it up to the group here if anyone has anything pressing or needs advice or wants to just rant about something, it's totally up to you guys. Um, and if not- I'm gonna throw this out here just for my own <laughs> well-being. When, like how far in advance should you hit up a client that has asked to put you on a hold? Like it's supposed to start for me next Monday and I'm, I kinda just wanna know whether or not the booking's gonna happen. So it was like a week too far in advance to ask, you know, like what, what do people do with that? Cause I, I rarely get held on projects anymore. Anyone wanna jump in on that one? I don't think a week is, I'm here, yeah. I don't think a week is too soon at all. Like I'm asking like two or three weeks out because often I get booked two weeks ahead of time. You said you don't get held very much. What do you mean? You just uh, just get yeah. Like a lot, a lot of my work, like I don't get booked on site like ever. And um, if a project is kicking off, I've been generally pretty lucky to just like know. Like the client clients usually seem to know. Like yeah, we're we're gonna move forward with this project, and like um, it's not usually just like a blanket. Like hey, can we pencil you down for whatever amount of time. So um, when it does happen, I'm always like, well, when the fuck do I follow up with that? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I don't know what's etiquette for that. When's the last time they communicated with you? Um, they, let's see, I can find out right now. So they initially asked last Wednesday if and I could hold from uh, next Monday through like the end of December. So it's like, it's a pretty big booking and I just want to know like, you know, if, if it's going to happen, I want to know because there's going to be other stuff coming in for the next month and a half, you know? Yeah, so is this with a, next week, is this with a deposit? So I guess if they have a deposit like 50% up front or something, then that's totally on them, right? You know, like but, the day but, before is fine. Like that's the other thing. Like I, I always get deposits for stuff. Yeah. So... Like if I'm supposed to start next Monday, I want to make sure there's time for them to render a deposit as well, like either through credit card or direct deposit yep. or however they want to do it. Check has to clear. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't want Monday to come around. Like, let's say they confirm the booking on Thursday or whatever. I don't want Monday to come around and be like, Hey, you still haven't fucking paid your deposit. Like <laughs> I'm not starting shit for you. Right. Right. Well, and effectively there's no hold without that deposit then. Mm. So, so I guess that that's a good topic that we can talk about. Yeah. I, I don't take deposits for holds but just just for like an actual booking so like do you take a deposit just like booking on day rate for a studio it depends like if i'm going so like if i'm going on site somewhere for less than like two weeks then no i'll just like i'll send an invoice every week but if it's going to be a long-term booking like this is probably going to be a month and a half booking then yeah i i will take a deposit and then apply it towards the invoices that i initially send out because I'll, I'll send out an invoice every week and i'll just say like here's how much of your deposit that you've used so far and just subtract it and then usually by the end of the booking i'm just sending out normal invoices hmm. which i don't know how that plays out for other people I'm probably doing all this all fucked up and wrong because I don't get booked anywhere, but um, uh, I want to just make sure I'm getting paid for my time. Of course. Um, I never get deposits, but most of my work like that I book is like previous relationships, places I've worked for before that I can trust. If it's someone new, like I would be blasting them like tons of communication today. Like you need to know a week ahead of time. Like absolutely. So you should email them like right now. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I, I did work with them last year. Okay. So and, and they like, they were more of a confirmed booking too. So it's kind of weird that they have asked me for just a hold and not a straight up booking. Um, and the last time I worked with them too, is just on a project. Like they actually like got me on a phone call and like, I knew that I was working on one project the whole time. So that was a little bit, different so you have no yeah, i guess there's a bunch of like unanswered questions at the moment you have no idea what project it is or anything no yeah okay. I, haven't, I haven't had any of that so um yeah and so i'm sometimes a little more lax on the holds if like i don't have many other inquiries but then pe people start asking and as soon as people start asking i like tell the first hold to tell them hey i'm getting lots of inquiries i need you to confirm or release uh usually if i ask, ask them to confirm a release i give them like 24 hours, you know, and then say like, Hey, if, if I, you know, if I don't hear back from you in, in a day, then I'm going to have to take another booking. I don't know. Even if you don't, aren't necessarily getting increased, you should say like, Hey, my schedule is starting to book up. I need to know for sure. And that will usually push them a little more to give you. Cause you're, yeah, this, no, your time's valuable. A week ahead, you should know. For sure. Yeah. That, that's how Don't I feel too. No way. Yeah. Like, it's very rare that I don't know more than a week ahead for most clients yeah. that I've worked with. Well, especially and Jordan just said this in the chat too, um, a week out on a month plus long project. Yeah. It's, you definitely should probably ask, you know, like it, it'd be one thing if it was a few days or something, but like, if it, if it seems like they're bringing you on to execute a big portion of a project or the entire thing itself, like, yeah, you probably want to just get clarity on that ASAP. Yeah. And if cool. anything, if it annoys them that you're being proactive and you want to know information to do a better job, then that might be a red flag. I don't know. But. Yeah, totally. 
Well, good luck. You'll have to keep us posted. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. It's a, uh, it's a good paying client, but I, I wasn't really thrilled with working with them last year. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm super persistent on that stuff because I kind of like, like it to seem like I'm in demand, which I am, but like, I like to kind of let them know like, Hey, um, I have other things going on. Like I'm not just waiting around for you. So, and you can do that nicely, of course. So. Right. <laughs> but then they might be like, Oh shoot. Like, you know, Liam's going to take something else if we don't get him. So. Well, like kind of true to this is like, I have a client that will throw me work when I'm kind of dead. And it's just usually like simple lower thirds type stuff and like little transitions and whatever here. So like technically, yes, I could get booked on other work if I want it next week. Just like I hit up this client and say like, Hey, I'm free. And they're like, fuck yeah. Like, cause they're always overloaded with like, they do political campaigns. So like this time of year, they're like always overloaded and looking for someone to pass stuff off on. I just don't like to do political work. So I usually don't take it on unless I'm like absolutely dead or hurting for money. So yeah, well, thanks everybody. Anyone well, else with have that new with that new After Effects update, dude? And you can just crank those things out and just oh, boom. He's gonna be cranking <laughs> through shit now. Yeah, I mean that happens a lot here uh, with me because I I work with a couple of agencies like to fill up the gaps between client work, and usually I get like, can I put you on hold uh, for next month for someone else to cover for like someone. Uh, and usually what I do, because I get calls every week or so, uh, I'm even if it's like two weeks or three weeks off, I at least once a week, I'll try to chase them to see like if they know something about it or if it's going to fall through or that kind of stuff. So usually I do it like at least once, try not to be too annoying, but at, at the same time, by putting a little bit of pressure on it. So they know that like I'm probably, people want me for something else. Yeah, that's something I would add in with the not too much pressure because a lot of times, I mean, people have different definitions of hold, which we've covered before, but the the person hiring you might be managing some kind of um, circumstance, like they might be waiting for money or they might be waiting for a contract to be signed or they might be juggling something and they might not want to tell you because they might not even think that it's your business and they might also not be particularly proud of where the contract's at at the moment, right? And so they've got some client management to do. So just be compassionate and just say, you know, hey, this is something that I'm, de I'm actively declining work for, you know, based upon your hold, you know, and that, that may or may not be, be, you know, 100, that might be only 99% true, but I just say, hey, I'm running a business same as you, just let me know what's happening next week only. And I still want to work with you and the hold is still valid. Just want to be able to juggle my commitments and just let them know that you're flexible. And there's just like, it's all business. There's no like hard and fast. There's no good guys and bad guys here. I'm going to be putting on my claws. You can be nice about it. No, bad guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like, I, I don't know if I don't, I find more often than not freelancers time is not really as respected um, as it should be. So True that. Like, I get ghosted and stuff and I'm like, okay, like, 
what? And like, I have enough clients and work that like, I'm not worried about losing one here and there or whatever. Like, I don't know. You can, it's just, it's, you're asking, you're absolutely justified to ask for what you want to, to know. Absolutely. What's but yeah, you should ask in a nice way and you can totally do that. And, and if, and, and like, hopefully they'll be transparent with you. Like I'd want to encourage that transparency. Like, mm-hmm. let me know if they're, you know, I don't know. So you just have to manage that relationship, see how it is. Most of the people I work with, like, we get a good enough relationship going, and then they are transparent, then I am more understanding. You know, it's a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to keep moving along here because I'm going to have to bounce out of here pretty soon. But I wanted to share some links that uh, we kind of put together. Uh Let's see. We talked about Adobe Max. We talked about After Effects. There's some links associated with that. But also today, uh, School of Motion announced a new course called Expression Session, uh, which is pretty damn cool, I think, to finally get like some good in-depth training on expressions and After Effects. I don't know if like this new update changes the game a little bit. Like it seems like they've updated the expression stuff a little, but who knows? Um, but anyway, uh, who teaches this one? Liam, Zach uh, Lovett, and yeah, Zach Lovett and Noel Honig. Noel Honig, yes. All right. So they have got a pretty cool little intro video there um, on the link I just dropped in. But it seems like that. Registration opens in about a month or so for that one. Um, So yeah, check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, And last week we had Haley uh, on from Motion Hatch and she talked about her mastermind groups and stuff. Um, And those applications have now started. So uh, I'll drop the link in the chat here and we'll put it in the meeting notes if you want to sign up for that or apply for that for the, the mastermind group. Um, and then Liam, it looks like you put in a new release of you render. I don't know. Do you want to speak to that at all? I don't use it at all, but I still get the emails cause it's on the beta. Um, the, the video on the site looks pretty sweet. It, it now has volumetrics and volume rendering and uh, everything. And it looks super fast as you expect with a real time engine. Um, so yeah, I hope, hopefully it keeps like, I, the one thing I like about you render is like, it seems like they're really making progress on it. The thing that I had to stop using it for was just like compatibility issues with Redshift, And, um, I really don't like that they have a floating window. Like there's a separate instance that is running in the background instead of actually being built into cinema 40. Hmm. Um, but other than that, like the video that they shared, the quality looked really good. And it looks like maybe they've been working on other stuff too that I haven't been keeping up with because like shadows seem a lot better now. And like even like maybe like softer when they're rendered and which is hard to get with real time. So um, yeah, I'd say if anyone's looking for a real time render engine to check out, check out uRender. But um, for me, it's just not quite there because I'm using so many other render engines at the moment. <laughs> um, and then do you want to speak to the, the next link on there? I think you sure, dropped yeah. that one in. Um, let me see. Fusion. Oh, that is not the right link. I have an Autodesk one. <laughs> uh, gosh. Copy. 
I hate this. I do this every week and I can never get copying down from Notion. So uh, Confusion is a YouTube channel slash Patreon that specializes in Fusion. And I've been a member for probably a little over a year now and they have really great content. It's always really fun. The guy's super energetic and not dry at all. And a lot of times it's like pirate themed stuff, which is really fun. <laughs> um, this one is Cinematic Emblems and it's the first one he's released in probably a year. Um, he lives in Japan, but he's like full English speaker, uh, native English speaker and everything. And I think he just like was booked on a ton of jobs in Japan. And so just lost track of time and finally has this new course out and it's a master class. So it's like really taking it and, and running through fusion and getting like lots of details from how you even start with a file to the final composite and everything. And for those who don't use fusion, there's like a native 3d renderer built in and particles and things like that. So um, it's, like for me it's a really nice alternative to after effects for certain things um and if you've been looking to jump in i think this is really a great course to do it because it's just like um a lot of what am i thinking of video copilot where it's like a cinematic emblem being revealed it's very similar in that uh educational sense where it's going to be uh, relative to your career nice yeah i'll have to check that out i've never really gotten deep with fusion so Nice. Um, next on our list is the Houdini 18 sneak peek video that was released. Um, some pretty cool stuff there. Uh, looks like a lot of new features. Uh, too many features for me to remember, uh, but quite a few. The one thing that I saw in this video that I thought was super cool is that like, there's now going to be a live link between Houdini and substance. Yeah. So like, that's going to like, I don't know, for me, I'm always fumbling around a little bit with the materials and stuff, uh, even with Redshift and Houdini and all that. But like to have a live link between substance and Houdini is going to be freaking sweet. Um, yeah. I don't know. Liam, you've been using Houdini quite a bit. I don't know. Is there anything else that you saw in this that you're hyped about? I'm hyped for like fucking everything. <laughs> it's like, it's such a cool update. Um, I may, I'll give like, like maybe my favorites. So along with the substance update, there is Solaris and what that is in like the, like most basic terms is if you've ever been working inside of Arnold or Redshift or any other engine, it's such a huge pain in the ass to try and rebuild textures and assets and that takes care of it so what it uses what's called uh, usd which is universal scene describer basically it describes the scene built in arnold so it can be read in redshift or it can be read in octane or it can be read in the built-in render engines uh, inside of houdini um, and so when you make a texture you just make a texture and it's read everywhere it's also built into the file so if you are working on a team and you hand it off that person can open it and view it in whatever render engine of choice they want too it's yeah, like, it's badass it's, it's super badass um i think yeah kent just put that there's going to be another live stream on thursday at 2 p.m i'll see if i can find the link to that the the last stream i saw was from 
Seagraph, I think. I think it was Seagraph. May have been an event in Germany, um, but they had some people from uh, Toy Story 4 there showing like how you can even like do object manipulation where like if you want to have one object be so-and-so and then you want to have another object be another character, you don't even have to like change your scenes or anything. Like you can just literally like drop down in a, in a menu and then pick that character and it will take all the animation that you already had from that one character and apply it to that one. Like it goes super deep with wow. um, this USD scene description. Wasn't and USD that, originally like built by Pixar? Am I making that yeah, up? I think it was built either by Pixar or by um, Sony maybe. What, like one of the two. Yeah. And so it's, it's nice. And I know that Burned, who if um, you're not familiar with him, he's like one of the lead product developers for Maxon, was saying that like it's kind of in the pipeline for Cinema 4D. So I'd love that too, because it's not, USD isn't just um, like who do you need native? Like if, if Maya wants to implement it or Cinema 4D wants to implement it, that changes the game too, where like you can have somebody working inside of Cinema 4D using usd slash solaris is what they're calling it in in houdini um and open the file fine like 100 percent fine like a universal format for 3d basically yeah like that way you don't have to worry about formats you just worry about whatever application you want to work in um and just keep going forward so i I really hope to see that implemented other places uh, next one I would say is there's some new sim stuff that's coming out, like partial simming stuff. So that way you don't have to sim an entire scene, but it actually like is smart about how it does simulation and like follow stuff. So for example, if you had like an explosion that, or like a, let's say like a jet stream coming out from the back of an airplane, you'd almost have to render the whole scene. Mm-hmm and now you don't have to it just knows where where to render mm-hmm. so that's really cool um those are probably my top two I, i'm trying to think of a third one but I'm, I'm hoping that those two will be really awesome just like i mean who doesn't want to want or who doesn't want to speed up their simulation work yeah man it's so it's sweet i'm excited to see more of that roll out yeah um well, and to keep things moving again here, I'm going to drop in another link for the Digital Design Days trailer that came out this past week, I believe. Um, really cool animations. Uh, very, like, simple style, but, like, executed very, very well. Um, so if you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, let's see. Uh, and then, Liam, you put in Arnold 6 is coming out soon. That's the rumor. Uh, I think it will probably be out by the end of the year. I know Chad Ashley has been on the beta for a while and he's kind of been hinting at that too. Let me just drop a link. There was a presentation, I'm gonna say last Wednesday or so from Autodesk about the, the advancements that they've made with Arnold GPU and Arnold 5. And um, I've been playing with it again. I da- like I used to have a license of Arnold and I downloaded a recent demo of it and it it's pretty slick. I would say um, the one thing that's a little bit disappointing now I think is if you are on anything that is prior to 2080 TIs or like the RTX series, I think it's limited to one GPU renderer 
or one GPU um, being available to render your scene. That said, still really fast. It helps with look dev and being able to like look dev and then send it off to a farm for CPU is yeah. really nice. Um, I've said in like the Slack, the, the reason I'm considering Arnold again is because CPU rendering is so much cheaper. Like I've done the math for like a couple scenes that I did this year, like scenes that cost like a, like a couple hundred dollars for Redshift would have been like 25 in yeah. Arnold <laughs> CPU just because crazy. like that there's so many CPU servers out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. So I'm, I'm hoping the end of the year, but the presentation is really cool to watch if you want to see what they've been working on. And that link is in our chat and will again be with the meeting notes. Um, and then the final link I had um, is that Sarovsky in Chicago is looking for junior motion people to ramp up their staffing here um, coming into a busy season for them. Uh, we had Aaron join us at uh, Aaron Sarovsky join us at um, Camp MoGraph this year. And she is just such an amazing person an amazing artist and just owner operator of her of Sarovsky in Chicago. So it'd be, you know, they do some incredible work and I think this is an incredible opportunity for um, a freelance junior designer slash animator to work with uh, some very talented people. So um, check that out. Uh, Sarovsky.com slash careers slash junior. Um, and they, they also have a link on their Instagram too, if, if you follow them, but definitely if that, sounds interesting to you apply <laughs> because that you know that would be a very cool opportunity to uh get involved with so um but yeah other than that that kind of wraps up the links for the week um liam yeah. i just want to talk about next week's call yeah yeah Sorry. uh if you want to speak to that uh, you're going to be hosting next week i believe yeah so that's fine um julie craft We'll be on with Boxfort as well as Billy Chicken and whatever you guys want to talk about, I'll leave up to you. I'm, we can kind of just do it loosey goosey as usual. And then we're going to have a special announcement as well for a new host too. So um, Penny has been joining us as a third host, but right now she's on a long-term booking in LA. So she'll be back probably in the new year. But we will also be having yet another new host, which will be awesome. And we'll probably be rotating through the four of us um, in the new year. So we'll talk about that next week as well. But yeah. that's about it. Julie, did you want to talk about what you're going to be talking about with Boxford? Do you want to just leave them hanging and we'll just kind of... <laughs> um, well, I'm at Boxford right now. Here's our wonderful uh, chalkboard behind us. <laughs> um, so no, I, mean, I don't know. There's been lots of random people asking questions on all the slacks and stuff. So just general, like how we kind of came about and structure our little freelance collective. Um, I hope people have questions for us. Yeah. We're just kind of talk about how, how we managed to, to do this magical thing where we all get along. And it's, <laughs> it's very cool what you guys have going. So. Yeah. Thanks. Excited to hear more about it. With that being said, We'll wrap up today's meeting um, or this week's meeting. If you have any suggestions for show topics, uh, discussions, breakdowns, whatever, hit us up info at mondaymeeting.org. If you don't like email, you can always hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. 
just search for Monday meeting. It should populate. And yeah, we're always open to hear what you guys think. Any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, whatever. But as always, we appreciate you listening, joining in, participating with us. We do this to, you know, just help out the community and get everyone together at least once a week. Um, so thank you for joining and, and being a part of this. So uh, we will see you next week. And until then, have a great week and kick butt. See ya. Bye, everybody.